Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Jacob Albright, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. All right, welcome in, everybody. It is a Tuesday edition of Sports Daily. You know, we usually call Mondays Reaction Mondays. It's sort of a Reaction Tuesday because we got the start of college basketball for Wichita State, KU, and K-State. And here we go. Jacob Albrock here, joined by Tommy Caster. As always, Jad Chamber producing for us, manning that IHOP hotline. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, by the way, IHOP now through Sunday, November 26th. Kids 12 and under can eat free with the purchase of an adult entree. So check that out. We'll have some giveaways on that IHOP hotline today. We'll give away some movie tickets. Uh, the new Hunger Games movie, we got a sneak peek to that. Just got that new book from the library, so I'm trying to rip through that before I uh, check out that movie. I, I like the Hunger Games. We'll also give away some HTOT and coffee. Lots of chances to win. Again, that number 869-1240 on the IHOP hotline. Uh, so we will do that throughout the show here today. We have... Uh, Dan Israel, executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, joining us at the top of the hour. What are we at with the Chiefs, Tommy? One touchdown offensively in the last two games, or is it three, three? No, two touchdowns in the last two games offensively. Uh, so we'll get we'll get into that a little bit with Dan. A lot of what we talked about yesterday, and look ahead to the weekend. Uh, well, no, we won't. It's a bye week. We'll look ahead to a long ways away, long bye for the Chiefs. They need it. So we'll have that. We'll go through these college basketball games, uh, Monday night football. A uh, little bit of a flex there by the Chargers, I think. But, you know, the Jets were hanging around. We'll, we'll get into that later in the show as well. How are you this morning, Tommy? Man, I'm good. I'm fired up. We kicked off the college basketball season last night. It was so much fun. I know that, you know, a lot of the games really weren't big high-profile matchups. But it was so much fun to sit there and flip back and forth from game to game. I think I watched, like, the first half of the Shockers. Then I flipped over to KU when the Shockers were at halftime, then back to Wichita State, and then back to KU. That was fun. And then, of course, uh, Kansas State played a little bit later on, and um, that was probably the most high-profile matchup, I would say, in the country it was. Uh, last night. And uh, USC looked really good. Kansas State, I think, has some questions to answer, but you know they hung in there for the most part, made it a game late. Uh, but, man, it was fun. It was great to jump back into college basketball. Two wins and a loss. And remember, that was USC without Bronny James, who was a top recruit. They're probably going to be pretty good. We'll get into that one. You heard it here, our first Jayhawk basketball game here 
on KFH as the uh, flagship station of K-State Athletics this year for the first time. So we're excited about that. Uh, let's start with the Shockers, Tommy. Uh, I think the most questions coming in were also, of course, here at Odyssey, the flagship station of Wichita State Athletics. The Shockers are, to me, you know, the most unknown of the three teams. I mean, we obviously know KU is going to be really, really, really good. And thank you last night for uh, alleviating any concern people had from the preseason. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, we know K-State's going to be scrappy. We have, a, we have a decent idea, I think, of K-State's floor. Wichita State, we don't know anything. Like, new coach, new players, all of this. And I thought that that was about as good of an opening performance as you could have hoped for. It was a weird game, right? And, like, they, they, they didn't dominate statistically like you might imagine in a game where they were able to win by 17 points. They didn't shoot it particularly well, especially from three-point, uh, just 23%. They turned the ball over 10 times. Um, you know, they dominated the boards. And they defended really well. And and Lipscomb missed a lot of shots they probably should have hit, too. But I do want to give the Shockers defense some credit. But I thought, you know, all things considered, Tommy, that was about as good as we could have hoped for. And, you know, I don't know if he let up in the second half, but Colby Rogers was incredible in the first half. Uh, and then the bigs. It's the bigs, Tommy. Like, the identity of this team, it's so funny. We, we wondered because, you know, Paul Mills has had these high-octane, fast-paced offenses in the past with some incredible guards over the years. And it feels to me, one game in, so, you know, we'll, we'll talk, we can talk to Kevin Saul about this tomorrow, but it feels like the strength of this team and the uniqueness of this team is going to be its size. And they dominated the boards last night. They were blocking shots all over the place, five blocks on the night. But the the size of this team is going to be really interesting to see because it is a little unusual when they run out Poto and Ballard and their guards even have some size. So I I thought I thought that was probably the thing that stood out to me. You're gonna jump all over me for this, and I think that other people might as well. I know that it, you really you can't overreact from one game, um, and I I don't like talking in hyperbole, but honestly I don't think that this is. After watching the game last night, I don't think that there's any reason why the Shockers can't compete for an American Conference Championship this season, right? Like, I, I honestly, from watching them, it might take a little bit of time for them to gel. They need to shoot the ball a little bit better. As you mentioned, the percentage from three wasn't great. But how fast this team plays, the pace at which they keep it up, it's exciting, an exciting, fast-paced brand of basketball. And with the just the talent that, you know, these guys have, it was our first time seeing Colby Rogers and he was incredible, especially in the first half. And so I think that if that can keep up and then, of course, with the size that you mentioned, Isaac Abide off the bench was outstanding. Also, I like his energy coming in off the bench. I'm not sure that he's, um, you know, somebody that I would necessarily start in the five man rotation, but I love the energy he brings off the bench. Man, at this point, I, I know it's extremely early, but from what I saw last night, this is a team that, in my mind, can and should compete for a conference championship. Lipscomb's 208 in the Ken Palm, uh, just for reference's sake. I, I don't, you know, I think that, yeah, I think that's, I think that's an overreaction. Memphis okay. and Florida Atlantic are 
are way up there, I would think now. But after that, I would agree. So if you're I'm saying tell compete me top... for a conference championship, well, I'm not saying again, win a conference like... championship. I'm saying they can, they should be up in the top echelon competing to win an American conference championship. Top echelon is fine because I think that I, you know, I've put it at sort of top four or five as as the goal this year anyway. So I've already been there, but I mean FAU could be really, really, really good. So when we sure. say compete for, a, you know, FAU may ro- roll through the conference. You know, they're, they're good enough to do that. They should be. Uh, Memphis, they're a veteran team. They're returning basically look, everybody. Dusky Memphis, May is one of the great coaches. It's, let's yeah, see I, Let's see Penny get it done on the court, not just in yeah. recruiting, right? So Memphis, I'm, I'm not I, – I won't say anything about Memphis. But we know FAU is going to be good. So I don't know. The other thing is Lipscomb isn't very good, and Lipscomb missed a lot of open looks. So, you know, I don't want to – I don't want to – overreact to it but but you know the hyperbole for me is that was about as good as it could have possibly been for the shockers in game one all things considered that was great like it was it was exactly what we wanted to see they played you know they played a a brand that we like right here with the energy and everything the intensity was high i i think that you know and and you know xavier bell ran the point for the most part um, you, they're good. That's going to still be the thing to watch. Uh, Harlan Beverly, who came over from Miami, turned the ball over five times. They can't have that. He had five, five turnovers, five points, but it, you know, that's going to take some time. And I know they're going to live with a lot of that early just to try to find, you know, where guys fit. I, we certainly saw the rotation. And again, this is all, you know, not, I, I don't think Bijan Cortez is going to make it back based on anything that you've seen. Uh, if he does, that obviously changes things too. But you kind of saw quickly the was a seven man rotation. Jacob Germany gave him some minutes, and he'll be important because I think they you know they need to rotate him in. But I think we saw a lot of what we're going to see. And the other interesting thing, and in the, in the reason we probably, in fairness to the opponent in the situation, is remember that you know they had all the grease games, they had all this time that other teams haven't had. To, to, they may explode out of the gates here, and I've always thought this was possible. It's, by the way, as a quick aside on college basketball, if you're a better, I feel like betting early college season basketball is a lot of fun to do because you got to think about it. Like Vegas has to try to keep up with the NFL, with college football. The NBA just started. As an aside, they put, they put Dickinson's threes last night, Tommy. Over under at one, one. Like I don't know what that's based on, but certainly not based on anything we've seen or expect. McCuller was at one point five. McCuller's points were at thirteen and a half. He's going to be their leading scorer most likely this year. He or Dickinson. But it's like, what is happening? Wichita State was the same way. It was like, man, seven points against Lipscomb. That seems like a great opportunity because we know Wichita State's had all this extra time to practice. Right. You know, in the preseason, they're gonna, they're almost certainly gonna come out of the gates hot. It's really interesting. It's really interesting to watch college basketball stuff and and watch the swings too. Um, so you know, we can talk to Chelsea about that later in the week. But it was a good betting night for me. I think it was a good betting night. I didn't. I didn't talk to anybody that didn't do. Yep. fairly well it was in good. betting college basketball last night because it was good. Y- you can just sort of stick to what you know, right? And the good thing for us is we have three teams that we know pretty well. And it's like, okay, well, we'll just stick to that. Anyway, uh, so Wichita State is a seven-point favorite, looked really good. Wichita State, uh, you know, to play a defensive game looked fairly good. But I d- we do need to see him shoot the ball better, Tommy, bottom line. 
Uh, yeah. You know, three for 13 from three is not going to cut it. They, they were good from the field, but not good from three. It has been the elephant in the room for Wichita State for a long time. They didn't take very many, though. Yeah. And that is, that's the other thing I want to point out. Look, they weren't falling, so they stopped taking. And we've seen some of these teams in the past just keep firing away, and that has driven fans nuts to see that. If they're not falling, just to keep going and keep going and keep going. They didn't do that last night. They weren't falling. They stopped taking them. 13 threes in a game of college basketball today. I mean, that's nothing. Well, the issue, I think, in years past was that they didn't really have any other option, right? There, were, there weren't a lot of other, uh, you know, guys, at least down low, that they could get the ball to to try to, um, you know, get high-efficiency shots off. I had a realization as I was watching the game last night that, you know, there were stretches, and it, I think a lot of it relates to the three-point shooting that you just talked about, but there were stretches in previous years uh, where, as we all know, offensively, the Shockers would just disappear. They would just go away. Like There would be long stretches where there was no offensive output, long stretches where it felt like the energy level was down, where it felt like the intensity level was down. You, you could never really pinpoint when it was going to start and then when it was going to let up. And I had this realization as I'm watching the game, okay, this is a completely different era of Shocker basketball. And, and if there's one thing that Paul Mills has preached since he started on the job and then throughout the offseason going to Greece all of that is this team is going to play with intensity and the energy level is going to be there from start to finish and you know I think that a lot of that comes down to conditioning a lot of that comes down to you know how these players are getting ready for the season and I I it hit me I'm like okay we're going to see a team that is going to get after it from start to finish there aren't going to be lots of lapses of time where there just isn't any energy. And you know what? They might've had trouble shooting from three last night, but to your point, at least they adapted. At least they went elsewhere. They went down low to guys like Quincy Ballard and Isaac Abide and Kenny Poto, who didn't have a great shooting game, uh, but you know, still like they, they had other options to be able to get the ball to other than just continuing to launch threes. I think that one key is going to be how well, do guys like Xavier Bell and Quincy Ballard, who didn't get a ton of minutes last season, how are they going to grow into being some primary key components of this team? I mean, it looks like they're going to be leaned upon quite a bit, both of those guys. So how do they step up from a reserve role a year ago into that starting rotation? I think they did a good job in night one. They did. I Look, if they rebound... If they win the rebounding battle that way most nights, they're going to win a ton of games. They just will. If, if you can dominate the boards like that, you're going to win games. And and that is probably, if I had to point out one thing, it's that size, and that's it. Like if It's their ability to block shots and rebound. That that is, It's interesting to see it. And again, it's Lipscomb. Don't want to overreact to Lipscomb. We'll see if that translates through and continues to happen. And how do those re, how do those guys rebound against a team like K State against KU? Well, you know that that's going to be when we get the real test. But until you play those kinds of teams, Wichita State should dominate the boards in most games, and that will give them a chance to win. I, Isaac Abide was. He was one of the better storylines of that night, Tommy. Yeah, like, he was great. Dude, dude's always been a high-level athlete, and you can see that. But I'm not sure anybody saw that coming last night. That was pretty impressive. 
And, you know, that gives them a little bit more depth at that position, right? It, it, to play, you know, sort of a three, four, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, he was making big-time plays and, and threw in five rebounds w- while he was at it. So I, I think that we saw so much of what we're going to want to see from this team. They're clicking early, right? The identity of this team seems pretty clear. It's what we would guess the identity would be based on the roster, right? When you've got two, you know, tall towers down there, take advantage. Most teams can't, you know, they don't have that anymore. I also had a thought that in an alternate universe, what would this program look like right now if If Colby Colby Rogers Rogers had been able to play last year? You know, like if if he had been able to get out there and play. Um, because we might not see Paul Mills as the head coach of Wichita State basketball. You know, in his first game for the Shockers, I mean, Coley Rogers was great in the first half. He was great. Cooled off a little bit in the second half, but, man, he was unconscious shooting lights out uh, in the first half. And I just thought, man, like, had he been able to get on the court a year ago, uh, we might be looking at a completely different timeline of Shocker basketball. Also, though, I mean, just a credit to Paul Mills for – keeping these guys on the team, keeping them on the roster in the world of the transfer portal. You know, Colby Rogers, I know that, ha- you know, he'd moved around a couple different times, so that might have been prohibitive for him. But Rogers and, you know, getting Kenny Poto back to the team and bringing back Quincy Ballard and Xavier Bell, um, I, you know, that's going to play a, a big role, I Here, think, in the way that they move forward. Tommy, what's crazy, okay? The starting five featured one new player, Harlan yep. Beverly. Otherwise, it was four returners. And the next biggest contributor was another returner. The five right. returners led the way for the Shockers last And night. isn't that what we what we talked about all last season was that the talent was there. Like, they I, were I, there. Well, look, again, one game, uh, you know, one game against Lipscomb. Let's see if it continues. But I think it's fair to say that was as good as we've seen a B-Day play. We didn't get to see Ballard. He was hurt. That's another what-if kind of a question. We didn't get to see Rodgers because of his situation. There's no question Xavier Bell played better last night. No question, right? And Kenny Poto didn't have a good shooting night, but he also had 11 boards and was pretty good defensively. So that is going to become the interesting part of this early season is that last night it was the returners that led the way. It wasn't the new faces and new players. And that's really interesting. But, and I know that, again, we're, we're, at least I'm doing it. I'm making a big deal out of one game. But a year ago, it was through two games, and the Shockers were one and one after losing to Alcorn State, and the sky was falling, right? Sure. And so, like, I think that you you can. No, I want to give them I think credit. It's, right. I think it's okay to, and I, you know, again, like, it might be hyperbole for me to say after one game, I think they can compete for a conference championship. But from everything that I saw from start to finish, yeah, again, they didn't shoot the ball great, but I it didn't to me it didn't seem like that was, you know, like a shooting epidemic that would last the entire season. To me, it just looked like, okay, the shots weren't um long. So they went and tried something else, but the intensity level remained. And so that was something that I feel like is beneficial for them. I mean, think yeah. of a night when the shots do fall for them. Well, we've had PTSD waiting for nights where the shots start falling. Yeah. Okay, like that, you know, fool me once fool me twice all that stuff because we've been waiting on that to happen since uh etienne's freshman year probably i mean since then shots just haven't been falling and so we do want to see that but if they don't you've still got to go out and win games and if they can rebound that way 
guess what? You get lots of easy chances, right? Like second chances in basketball. So uh, it, it was a really nice performance. Shocker fans, 869-1240, what did you think? Let us know. Uh, you can call into the IHOP hotline and uh, hit us with your thoughts on the game last night. When we come back, KU. I was getting nervous. Look, I'm going to be honest, and it's all relative, right? I was nervous because they didn't look good in, in the Illinois preseason game or the exhibition, whatever you want to call it. And they didn't look fantastic either uh, in the other one. Boy, they did last night, though. We'll talk about it. KU rolls. I, I, I got to be honest. I talk about college basketball betting. The one I missed was I, I took the 30 and a half points. <laughs> just, and that was they, done in about three yeah, minutes into say, the game. I'm like, oh, they're, they're not going to cover yeah, they, that number. They covered, they covered 30 midway through the first Ooh. quarter or for the first yeah. half. Yeah, that was uh, that was the only miss I had. But I, I all the player props for that game just were screaming at me last night. We'll talk about the Jayhawks, what we saw in that opener next on Sports Daily. Eight six nine twelve forty. Time to get busy. This is Sports Daily on KFH. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH. By the way, the Shockers in action again on Thursday against Western Kentucky. The Hilltoppers, at least if we look at early Ken Palm, eh, not expected to be great. They're not. They're not very high early on. If you, you know, I kind of was just during the break looking at some of the, you know, early season opponents, the preseason. Uh, Western Kentucky, not expected to be a good opponent. Coastal, not expected. Furman and or. Or Liberty, who they'll play in that uh, tournament, holiday tournament, the Myrtle Beach. Those those teams both look like they are expected to be pretty good. And then, of course, uh, Mizzou, K-State, Kansas. Uh, I think it was South Dakota State, you know, decent. There, there's some opportunities in the in the non-com for sure for Wichita State uh, to get a test there. Um, we got an email into the show there uh, from somebody, you know, saying it was good to hear the acknowledgement for IB's recruits. And certainly, uh, you know, IB's recruits were great last night. And Paul Mills is going to need those guys to be great. And we'll see. I'm interested to see which of the new players really steps up and, you know, steps into a big role. Um, we certainly expected that out of Bijan Cortez as much as anybody else because of the need at the position. But look, Xavier Bell, like, how great a story is that going to be, Tommy? That's a local guy. Like, that's we root yeah. for that stuff as much as anything. Uh, yeah, but Wichita State wins. They'll play again on Thursday against Western Kentucky, and on Sunday it's a three-game week this week. This the Sunday game is uh, is friends. Is that game against friends? So KU Tommy, like I I was legit. I, I'm not going to say I was concerned like for the season because I'm not. I love this roster. I think this roster has a chance to be hands down the best defensive team in the country. But I was concerned with the way they were playing in the preseason. There's no question about that. Boy, they, if if that, you know, whatever it took, that was what we would have expected, you know, a flawless KU opener to look like, essentially. I mean, they crushed them. And it was, it was just immediate, and it was smothering, and the Stars did exactly what they needed to do. And if Kevin McCullough and Hunter Dickinson shoot like that from three most nights, seven of ten, it's going to be lights out for the opposition. 
because they're going to defend like nuts. Dewan Harris Jr. doesn't take a dadgum shot. He doesn't okay. need to. He, he didn't. I feel like to. he's just messing with us sometimes. Uh, doesn't even doesn't even attempt one. Doesn't take a shot. Uh, but he had ten assists. Uh, Nick Timberlake shot the ball well. I mean, that's that's really it. Like we know that Dickinson will be an offensive force down low. KJ Adams is going to have his. KJ Adams will look like he did two years ago offensively. A lot of dunks. A lot of easy buckets. Um, if Dickinson, McCuller, Timberlake. And we'll see what Elmarco Jackson does. He's a freshman, so it's going to be slow going. But if those other three shoot the three well, Tommy, K- KU will be able to match their offense up to that defense, which I, I think their defense, again, I think it's going to be the best defense in the country. But, man, it, it, and they're not going to shoot like that every night. But, really, what do you think they'll need? One of those guys to, you know, to, to be hot from three each night and they'll be okay? Because you know Dewan Harris to Dickinson and or K.J. Adams is going to create easy offense most nights. It's just like icing on the cake if they can shoot it that way. Well, I think the first thing that they need to do is at least consider moving Nick Timberlake into the starting rotation uh, in place of Elmarco Jackson. And, you know, you mentioned Elmarco Jackson being a freshman. He looked like it. I mean, he looked kind of overwhelmed. He was the only one, I think, on that roster that didn't really look like he was comfortable. And how could you be as a freshman starting your first game inside of Allen Fieldhouse? Timberlake came off the bench and shot the ball really well. I'd like to see him start moving forward. Um, But you know what? Going back to your original point, I was never concerned about the Jayhawks. Even after the exhibition game against Illinois, uh, even after... Um, you know, the, the exhibition game against Fort Hayes State. I was never really concerned about With Artario Morris getting kicked off the team, really? Like Yeah, I mean, of course that's a concern, but I was there never was a concerned. lot of stuff that was that was just like what yeah, is but happening I mean, here? The thing but about it, like you have to keep in mind, cons- concern you have to relative keep in mind those to the expectation. Games, but again, like you I don't think you can judge expectations on two games that don't matter on two games that don't matter at all to the standings, right? Like, why in the world would you, and I'm not saying you don't have the effort in exhibition games, you clearly do, but I don't know how, it's kind of in the same way, like we were just talking in the last segment, it's hard to like set big time expectations off of your first regular season game. It's even harder to set expectations based off of two exhibition games, one against a division two school. So I like, I don't have, I never had concern. It's relative for it's relative to the expectation of this team. And to say in exhibition games, well, exhibition games and Arterio Morris's situation. the, The thing is like the reason I love this and look, my money's where my mouth is. I've got KU winning the title, and I've I've backed it up with my wallet. I, so I just, I. I, I just, when you have as much experience coming back as they do, right? I mean, that's the that's as much a key to this team as anything. Is you return sixty percent of the starting lineup, and you add Hunter Dickinson, you shouldn't start slow. And so when we saw them, but they sort didn't of stumble start through slow. The, They're exhibition well, games that don't right. matter. And and late night at the fog, where we know Bill Self was really Who disappointed cares? in them. Well, Bill Self cares because he said it. He said like he's not been pleased with the way they've been playing. Clearly, they responded and everything's fine now. I mean, you flip but, the lights on in Allen Fieldhouse on opening night when the game actually does matter to your overall record, and they roll through North Carolina Central. It doesn't mean that things were perfect, 
leading up to this game, but I was never concerned big picture with the, the expectations of this Jayhawks team. The other thing to keep in mind is that when you are preseason number one, there is nothing you can do for the most part other than disappoint and let down that ranking, right? When you come in, like there's nowhere higher up to go. You're number one. You can't go any higher than that. So everything is going to be looked through the lens of, are they playing like a preseason number one? It's November 6th. Like, let's like take a breath here for a second. Everything is perfectly fine. I would be so much more concerned if they get through half of the non-conference and they start to stumble or they don't look dominant, they don't look good, things are not good with Hunter Dickinson, for example, or the shooting isn't there for Kevin McCuller or whatever the case might be. But I'm not, I'm not going to overreact over There's two no over, exhibition you're, you're games. Mis- you're mischaracterizing number one. What I said, I didn't. I didn't say the sky is falling for KU. You said, I said you were concerned about the. Jayhawks I said I had some concern about games. the way they played in the exhibition. I did. The same guys dominated the minutes. Essentially, the same rotation that we saw last night lost to Illinois in an exhibition. I mean, it's it's not like they weren't trying. And that is and? a little bit like what Tommy. I mean, that very easily could have been a regular season game. Like, it but was it wasn't an obscure game. I, but I it, it was a charity game. It was a but charity it, game. But it happened, okay, and that's all we had to go off of. And then it's not like they followed it up with an amazing performance. And did they? What did they do in their in their off season tournament? It, it, didn't they lose a game there? Yeah, they did. And I know that was to NBA guys. But there was enough little stuff between that loss and Bill Self being furious at late night in the fog and losing the Illinois exhibition game when you played your starters and then, you know, kind of slogging through a Fort Hayes State exhibition and Arterio Morris's situation happens to say, well, this is weird. Like, this isn't, this doesn't seem, it's certainly not what I expected to see in the preseason. And then they backed it up and everything's fine. And we saw exactly what we needed to see last night. So, yeah, I think it was. I think it's fine to have to have paused a little at what we'd seen up until last night, and then last night they just flexed it out, and it's fine. I mean, they they have the ability to be as good. I think they have the ability to be as good as that Doke and Dot team was. I mean, that that level of good and dominant and just crush people as that team was. And we hadn't seen them play that way in any capacity yet. And I just, like, imagine if Arterio Morris was on this team. I mean, holy moly. But, you know, whatever. I don't think they need him. But now, like we saw last night, that again. Like, they, I, I really think that's their ceiling, to be that good. Like a, I don't know, Tommy, like two, three, four loss type team or better. Because... All of that experience is back. It's not like they just have the talent. They've got older, experienced players, 60% of whom have been with Bill Self now for three years. This this team has a chance to be one of the better teams we've seen. It really does. And, like, I, I, I don't know what that means for the Big 12 because Houston looked really good. Like, the Big 12 is going to be the grind that it is. But, man, if things you know, go the way they can and go well, this could be an all-time team, I think. And for all of the reasons that you just mentioned, that's why I never had any concern about what happened in the preseason at all because they've got great returners. They've got the best transfer in America in Hunter Dickinson coming in, the best point guard 
in America and Dewan Harris. And oh, by the way, the best coach in America in Bill Self. I was never concerned about what happened in a couple of exhibition games and late night in the fog. Never really concerned about it. I will say the one thing, though, after the game uh, last night that I thought about a little bit, that it's not even really a concern yet for me necessarily. It's more just something I think to keep our eyes on. They're fairly thin. Like Bill Self played an eight-man rotation, and part of that was because Jamari McDowell was injured in practice last week, so he didn't play. But they're fairly thin after their their starting five. I want to see Johnny Furphy get more minutes, and he's still getting acclimated to the program and all of Raise that. Raise your hand um, if you ever heard of Johnny Furphy before last night. I didn't. I, I like you'd never heard of like, Johnny Furphy. No, everyone's like the Australian Grady Dick, yeah. and I just totally missed the boat on he, Johnny Furphy. Because he's he's new. Like he 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 joined the team. I think he reclassified into this season, joined the team like a month ago or two like a month and a half ago. Like he really he's not been with the team for very long. And he's somebody that I think could potentially work his way into the starting rotation, maybe in that number two spot. Bill um, Self thinks I, so too. He played him that's 17 gonna be, minutes yeah. last night. That's going to be the the only position that's going to be in flux a little bit is I don't think it's El Marco Jackson's job. Uh, no, I think, it, I no, think Nick Timberlake is probably the guy that right now should be the starter, but I wouldn't be it surprised to see Johnny Furphy slide right in there. It doesn't matter who starts in that spot. It's totally irrelevant. Doesn't matter because that spot's not going to be at, you know, who, you know, who it will probably be Tommy is whoever defends the best. That would be yeah. my guess. Cause they just, you don't know, I also that. wonder, I also wonder like, and we saw Parker Braun, uh, Parker Brown have some minutes last night and, and looked fairly good doing it. But yeah. I mean, there's a pretty big drop off when Hunter Dickinson goes to the bench. You know what happens in a game when Hunter Dickinson gets into foul trouble? You know it's going to be Brown, right? But I, like, th I, I there is a decent drop off. I think. Don't don't forget that KJ Adams played the five last year. I mean that's true. You know when they brought in Dickinson. For, I, I all I thought about, I mean, obviously Dickinson's great, but we know like everything about Dickinson is right there. There's not going to be any surprises. What it made me think about was what it does for KJ Adams. One, it helps him go back to the four where he thrived on the national championship team. Right. But two, it, it, you know, to me, it was like, well, wait a minute. Now you've got Adams there. Who's a freak athlete. Who's going to be able to play every minute of every game if he needs to. He can play either position. If Dickinson gets into trouble, they've got, and I think this is why they're comfortable with Zach Clements's red shirt, is because they've got KJ Adams to to play both spots if they need to. I mean, Brown will obviously help too because he he looked pretty good. We I want to see Brown against some big time opponents and see how that translates. I don't know how concerned about the depth I am because Bill Self's had amazing teams where he only played like six guys. Like it, yeah. it, it, we've we've seen that work for them before, um, and I think they'll be okay. And I, and again, don't want to overreact to what we saw them do against North Carolina Central either, because that was like a one versus sixteen game where the sixteen like had a lucky shot to win their conference tournament. Right? It looked like an opening round NCAA tournament game. But the things that you know, for for me that make me love the prospects of the Jayhawks this year all played themselves out last night. They're not going to shoot from three that way every night. Don't, I mean, let's be real, but it doesn't matter if they defend the way they can. So Dewan Harris, we talked about it at the top, zero I, points, I saw zero it. of zero <laughs> field goals, 10 it. assists. He had a, an Instagram story I that he posted it. where it was the, the caption was basically said, they'd be like, shoot, 
I will when I need to, winky face. So, I mean, he I doesn't know. feel the pressure to do that. I don't feel the pressure for him to do that. I know that it won't be you, there you like said it, it a few different year. times that, you know, for this team to be as great as they can be, he needs to shoot the ball more. He will when they need him to. Not not And, and don't misunderstand either. I don't mean as a shooter. I don't mean to sit out there and, and rip threes. I mean to drive to the basket and try to create. He's got two of the best post players in the country there to crash the boards. Like, just drive in, take your layup, and give them a shot is what I mean. And and I do, I still believe that. Their ultimate ceiling offensively is as him, with him as a creator. Now, over his lifespan of a, as a Jayhawk, he doesn't do that consistently. And there's far less pressure for him to do that this year than there was last year. So... It's not going to be like, what was it last year? The the Dwan Harris auto bet was like over eight points or whatever. Yeah. It's not going to be that way this year because there will be a lot of games like last night because he is so comfortable not shooting. All right, 869-1240 on the IHOP hotline. On the way out, let's do HTO first, uh, which means our movie tickets will come in the second hour. But let's give away some iced tea and some coffee. HTO uh, available, more than 25 flavors of iced tea you can get your hands on either at the west or east location in Wichita or in Derby. And we'll give you a coffee card, an HTO Brewhouse free card as well. That'll come to you in Derby and at the east location in Wichita. Good luck, everybody. First caller on the IHOP hotline, 869-1240. We'll come back. More Sports Daily. Hit on the Wildcats and the Lost USC next. Congratulations, Chris, for the win on the HTO Iced Tea and Coffee on us here at Sports Daily. We'll give away some movie tickets coming up in the next hour. Uh, All right, Tommy, K-State USC. uh, K-State was a little outgunned last night. Pretty simple. They didn't play well offensively. I felt like they really struggled to get offense going. Tyler Perry picked it up in the second half, but he, he was ice cold in the first half. Kaluma didn't play well at all. Um, four turnovers, just one of 11 from the court. He is an interesting physical uh, presence out there, though. Um, look, David Gasson looked pretty good. I, I just, I mean, that that one was pretty simple. On November 6th, USC looked like a better team than K-State. And that's because USC, I think, has a chance to be pretty dang good. Yeah, I think USC is a better team than Kansas State right now. And, and you know what? Right. I mentioned it before. I just I think it's going to take a little bit of time for this team to gel, right, and figure out exactly their place because you're combining two incredibly touted transfers and Tyler Perry and Arthur Kaluma with some returners like Cam Carter and David Gasson and others. So how in the world do they all gel together? If there is any coach that, that I would want to work on gelling this team together would probably be Jerome, Jerome Tang because that's just what he's that's what he's great at. He's great at getting teams to come together and and play together and work well together. He's really good at that sort of thing. But it's a tall task in your very first game of the season against a top twenty five team to expect them to do that. And so, you know, I think that it, it, it's a credit to Andy Enfield's squad at USC. I think is going to be pretty solid this season. They just look like the better team. I think it's just it's flat out just as simple as that. Yeah, it is. And and look, K-State's going to have a chance to come back and feel better pretty quick. They get Bellarmine and then South Dakota State. I, I don't think this is one of those years where South Dakota State's supposed to be very good, uh, like really good. But we'll see on that. It's too early. 
Providence, though, in a- when the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. A couple weeks, and they, that's a roadie. That right. Providence is supposed to be pretty good, like tournament good for sure. So that'll be probably a better, you know, that's sort of the one I've been looking to is like, okay, let's let's see them against that kind of a team and see what and they can do. I just, I just want to say also, credit to Kansas State and Jerome Tang, for playing probably the most difficult game of the entire college basketball slate last night, oh, right? You know, yeah. you've got all these teams that are playing by games and like Michigan state lost a by game to James Madison last night. They're a top five team in the country and they lost, right? Like, so, I mean, there are a lot of these programs that are playing basically nobodies for the most part and Kansas state. I mean, it's a neutral court, but they go to Vegas and they play a top 25 team. So credit to them for scheduling that when not a lot of other teams did that. They, um, you got to remember too, when that, that game was scheduled, you would have had one of the more highly viewed college basketball games in a long time. I think had Bronny James played. So there was, there was strategy in that too. Very smart. I loved it. Loved that. They did that at the time. And, you know, maybe they have, uh, Naquan Tomlin and, and, you know, maybe they thought they could take a swing while on that big platform. Now that all has fallen apart with, you know, Bronny James medical condition and then Naquan Tomlin being off the team, but it was still, yeah, like they, they still got it. And look, I thought it was pretty apparent that they were outmatched offensively at this moment and they hung in there for a long time. They I, did. I'm not, they got it back. I, they got it back to, I think within eight in the second half. Yeah. Uh, and Tyler Perry started making shots in the second half, which which was good. And I, they're going to be okay, right? Like, I think they're going yeah. to be fine. It's a tough stage, a tough test to kick off the season when you're trying to gel a team of transfers and returners and you're playing a top 25 team on a neutral court to kick off your season. If I had any long-term concern... It would be, where does the offense come from when it's not going to be Tyler Perry? He's going to score a ton of points. That's like early in the year. That's what I think I'll watch more than anything with them is how do they create offense when when it's not him? And we'll see. Uh, That Providence game, I think, is the one to circle to be a really good litmus test for K-State. All right, 869-1240 on that IHOP hotline. Joining us on it when we return at the top of the next hour. Executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, Dan Israel. Looking forward to that conversation. Um, 
Man, it is a, it is fascinating right now in the AFC. We'll be right back. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.